Joe Biden's self-professed Catholicism has become a major focus of the media, and thus the example of anti-Catholic so-called Catholicism is being mainstreamed. They followed him out of Sunday Mass yesterday, his big push for abortion on Friday, the anniversary of Roe v. Wade made headlines everywhere, and now we learn that the young poet, which created such a stir at the inauguration, went to Catholic school. With Biden and Speaker Pelosi given the world stage to parade around as faithful Catholics with what looks like full approval of Pope Francis, the one true faith is getting a black eye like it never has before. But all the buffeting is causing at least some faithful bishops to speak out in defense of the truth. And Catholics are also being shown we have much more in common with allies outside the fold than with those who tear down the faith while pretending to be on the inside of the church. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that Twitter has just suspended two of our main accounts for transgressing their transgender policy because we called a biological male a man. And our main YouTube channel has been suspended for two weeks for my show with The Vaccine Expert. So let me stress that you need to come direct to lifesitenews.com to stay in touch with all that we're doing and our videos. Whatever platform we have to go to, lifesitenews.com will have it all. Please subscribe at the right top-hand side of the page. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember the young poet who made such a stir during the Biden inauguration with her rhymes and hand gestures and her bright yellow coat and red hair hairband? Well, have a look if you don't. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again so division. Sure, she was talented in her recitation, but her words dripped with leftist propaganda. Predictably, the Catholic left went gaga over her performance. The Jesuit America magazine gushed over Amanda Gorman, making special mention that she is Catholic and a member of St. Bridget's Catholic Church in Los Angeles. American magazine said of Gorman's poem, and I quote, she delivered a performance that made us believe in the beauty of our future precisely because of the poem's own beauty. Her work speaks of God, even shines a light on God, simply because it is beautiful. American Magazine continued, Amanda Gorman transported me. I believed in the light and the goodness and the vision of holiness. Miss Gorman laid out because she offered it to me as music an image and breath, end quote. Not to be outdone, the National Catholic reporter, Michael Swan, opined this way about her poem, quote, Amanda Gorman, a National Youth Poet Laureate, delivered a poem that was stunning in its energy and beauty. He added, her words spoke of healing and like a sacrament, they affected what they signified, end quote. Well, 
it was hardly any surprise to find out that Planned Parenthood was also touting the young Catholic poet, reminding us of another poem Gorman did, promoting, you guessed it, abortion. Have a look. Eight reasons to stand up today against abortion bans in the United States. Fight to keep Roe v. Wade alive by the term overturn Roe v. Wade. The main concern is that the Supreme Court will let states thwart a woman's path to abortion with undue burdens. Yesterday marked the first Sunday of the Biden presidency and news media were on hand outside the uber-liberal Catholic Church to catch Biden as he exited the Mass. That church, by the way, loves homosexuality promoting Father James Martin and gave him a standing ovation when he was invited there to speak. Well, here is Biden leaving that church yesterday. Now, under normal circumstances, having Catholicism on the world stage with the leader of the most powerful nation being Catholic would be an awesome witness. But given what this is, it is a horror. And in the church today, we seem unequipped to handle this nightmare. Remember in 2019, when Biden was denied Holy Communion in South Carolina, and when asked by the media about it, Biden said that it was the first time that it happened and that Pope Francis gives him Holy Communion. Have a look. And it's not a position that I've found anywhere else, including from the Holy Father who gives me communion. In fact, this situation is a horror story worse than the loss of the election itself. The horror of a false, even anti-Catholic Catholicism being promoted could not be more palpable than what happened Friday with the official statement from the Biden-Harris White House on the anniversary of the dreaded Roe v. Wade decision which forced abortion on all 50 states. The self-proclaimed faithful Catholic Biden said in his statement, and I quote, in the past four years, reproductive health, including the right to choose, has been under relentless and extreme attack. He added, and I quote, The Biden-Harris administration is committed to codifying Roe v. Wade and appointing judges that respect foundational precedents like Roe, end quote. But Biden's remark did elicit some reaction from faithful bishops. Archbishop Joseph Nauman of Kansas City in Kansas and chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Pro-Life Activities responded publicly saying, and I quote, It is deeply disturbing and tragic that any president would praise and commit to codifying a Supreme Court ruling that denies unborn children their most basic human and civil right, the right to life, under the euphemistic disguise of a health service. He added, I take this opportunity to remind all Catholics that the Catechism says since the first century the Church has affirmed the moral evil of, procured, of every procured abortion. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. Bishop Nauman added, Public officials are responsible for not only their personal beliefs, but also the effects of their public actions. Roe's elevation of abortion to the status of a protected right and its elimination of state restrictions paved the way for the violent deaths of more than 62 million innocent unborn children and for countless women who experienced the heartache of loss, abandonment, and violence. End quote. 
Also, Cardinal Raymond Burke spoke out against it in a homily at Mass in the Shrine of Our Lady he had built in Wisconsin. Have a look. We live in times when it can can seem that the evil one is succeeding in his program of lies and death. In our own nation, the federal government wants to codify as law the totally unjust decision of the Supreme Court, which made legal abortion un- which made legal abortion on demand, and to impose upon schools the teaching of the iniquitous gender theory. At the same time, it threatens to deny the freedom of religion, the freedom of citizens to follow God's plan for the world and for man inscribed in nature itself and written upon every human heart. Meanwhile, the Catholic left seems to be salivating at the example of cancel culture being driven by big tech and the Democrats. They want in on the game. Case in point, check out this January 7, 2021 editorial from National Catholic Reporter. They say, and I quote, Among those with some culpability for yesterday's failed insurrection are more than a few leaders in our church. Catholic apologists for Trump have blood on their hands, end quote. The leftist publication, known among faithful Catholics as Fish Wrap, and at one time told by the U.S. bishops that they may not use the name Catholic in their title, named various Catholic organizations and individuals as having blood on their hands, including, and I quote, CatholicVote.org, Attorney General William Barr, and other Catholics in the Trump administration, Amy Coney Barrett, Cardinal Timothy Dolan, Bill Bill Donahue of the Catholic League, rogue pro-lifer Abby Johnson, end quote. And they added even, quote, everyday Catholics, some 50% of them who voted for Trump this year, end quote. They also said, and I quote again, many of these folks have been shaped by right-wing Catholic media, whether rogue priests on Twitter, websites such as Church Militant or LifeSite News, or the Catholic media conglomerate Eternal Word Television Network, EWTN, end quote. I must say I'm rather proud to be on that list with LifeSite News, but my personal favorite part, well, I shouldn't say favorite, but anyway, uh, that made me laugh the most of the... National Catholic reporter diatribe was this, and I quote, There must be no white Catholic nationalism. And a pro-life movement that embraces white nationalism is not a true pro-life movement, period. End quote. Well, let me just say, as a person of color and the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News, let me speak to Bill Mitchell, the CEO and publisher of National Catholic Reporter. It is ironic that you, the epitome of the old white guy, is calling me out for white nationalism. Given I'm neither white nor American, but Canadian, uh, it's rather comical. But what is serious indeed is that the vision of Catholicism that you proffer is not true. It's a false church with a false gospel that leads not to eternal salvation, but to the loss of eternal life. All kidding aside, you should know that the main motivation of LifeSite is and always has been the salvation of souls, including yours. So there's no intent to harm you nor anyone else. There is only the hope, prayer, and witness that will, with the grace of God, 
lead you to the one true Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. One interesting thing in all of this fight over true and false Catholicism has demonstrated a truth rarely mentioned, namely that faithful Catholics have much more in common with Christians of other denominations or pro-life, pro-family people from even other religions than we have in common with Catholics, or so-called Catholics, preaching another gospel. Take, for example, Derek Sloan, the contender for the Conservative Party of Canada, who is a Seventh-day Adventist, not a Catholic. He was the most outspoken defender of life, family, faith, and freedom in the whole leadership for the Conservative Party. He was not successful in his challenge for the leadership of the party. He lost out to Aaron O'Toole, another of these nominal Catholics who openly supported abortion and homosexuality during his leadership campaign. Have a look at this. Well, that's why I was asking Mr. McKay tonight about the vote in 2013. I was the first of only 18 Conservatives in a free vote to vote for an LGBT bill on, on gender identity. I viewed it as a right, in the very same way I, I view the Morgenthaler decision as a right. Well, Aaron O'Toole, another anti-Catholic Catholic in the mold of Biden, but pretending to be a conservative, has just ousted Sloan from the Conservative Party with false cha charges of, well, you guessed it, of racism. I spoke with Sloan about this on Friday. Here's what he had to say. During our caucus meeting, um, a lot of people were up in arms in terms of the reason. And they were saying, well, listen, we can't... Um, I can't explain this to my constituents. Everyone sees through this. So there needs to be some other reason for this. And so that's why, even though they came out with a strong statement on how awful it was for me to, uh, you know, uh, accept this, you know, one of 13,000 donations from, from an obscure person. Um, then the very next day or two days later, they said, well, it's not really the donation, even though they had a huge, uh, strong statement. It's not the donation. It's a pattern of, you know, disruptive behavior. And uh, I, I know that several news organizations reached out to them for, you know, further specifics and they didn't receive any. So um, really what this was is um, the leader had put, he, basically the leader took a risk in doing what he did, but he, he, put it, he put the party in a position where it was either support Derek or support him. Yeah. And obviously there were people who would have wanted to be out anyways, but a, a good chunk of them we're thinking, listen, like, you know, this looks bad either way, but if we keep them in, then it's going to be weeks of news on, you know, the party, you know, uh, Aaron's lost control of the caucus. The caucus doesn't support Aaron. Uh, they support Derek instead. So people, uh, obviously there were people that defended me, but, you know, the, everybody sort of in the, uh, in the middle there, I think decided, listen, we ha unfortunately we have to put this story to bed. So it was, uh, you know, uh, an aggressive move by Aaron. And uh, one that worked in the short term, but one that I think will bite him in the long term. And, um, <laughs> there, you know, I, I haven't met a single. There are so many conservatives, maybe those that before didn't even like me, who are calling this for what it is. Yeah. And uh, certainly there's egg on the leader's face over this. And there you have it. We have much more in common with our separated brethren, even non-Christians who support life, family and freedom, than we do with those wolves in sheep clothing who are out to remove us from the public square. And let me conclude by encouraging you once again to view that outstanding interview with LifeSite's Claire Chrétien she did with pro-life leader Austin Ruse. He told us 
to be heroic Catholics. He told us that this is an incredible time to be a Catholic, that the halos are hanging from the lowest branches. I say that there are halos hanging from the lowest branches of the trees, and all you have to do is reach up and grab one. Just yesterday, I spoke with a very holy priest friend of mine who many of you know. His name is Father Linus Clovis. He explained that, you know, really today, with the lack of example of faithful, fruitful Catholicism, with the lack of the truth coming even from the highest echelons of the church faithfully and constantly, really our Lord looks at us with great pity. He has pity on us and great mercy on us because we are not given the example from our parents and forefathers, the example of holiness, of openness to life, faith, family, and freedom. We are given a very poor example indeed, even from our prelates. And therefore, indeed, the halos are hanging from the lowest branches. So, the grace is there for all of us to reach up and grab one, as Austin says. Do so, my friends, with great joy. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.